This is June 9th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinowski. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, great second week of June here. Uh, beautiful, it's beautiful outside. Hockey is going to be coming back soon, which is absolutely awesome. Um, and this week, we're going to be talking about current events in hockey, which is, which is fun. We haven't done this in a few weeks. Uh, we had Curtis Hall. We had Johnny Beecher. We had Jeremy Swayman. I hope you guys enjoyed those. I want to do more of those. Um, even if it's like half an episode, um, with prospects, with players, uh, let me know who you might want. Uh, cause I'll try to get them because there's lots of interesting interviews out there. And I thought those three were all very good. Jeremy Swayman, I thought was extremely interesting because he's from Alaska and there's very, you know, cool Alaskan things. We here in Massachusetts and New England, we kind of get it. I mean, we have Maine, but it's not anywhere really near Alaska or like it. So, uh, let me know if you guys want more of those. I definitely am interested in doing, you know, 10 minute interviews, stuff like that. Uh, getting, you know, going in depth on, uh, players and prospects, but this week, I have on good friend of the show, Connor Ryan. You guys know him. Um, I had Connor on uh, to discuss um, what the Bruins have been doing for the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, which I think is incredibly impressive. And I think there's a lot of takeaways to to, to kind of come from that. Uh, we got into the Bruins returning to the ice at some point this week um, and talking about what that'll entail. And then uh, an early look at the potential first-round opponents for the Bruins, which now with reseeding could literally be anybody. We can't really sit here and guess. It's could be anybody, um, which will be interesting either way. Otherwise, uh, I think I thought this was a really good show, a uh, very fun show. Uh, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about my good friends over at BetOnline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner. Uh, sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out looking for something else other than sports and bet online has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. That's bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Might I add, they have all the updated NHL lines, which is very interesting. The Bruins are still uh, Stanley cup favorites and favorites come from the East. The team tied with them. The Tampa Bay Lightning. So that should be interesting how it all pans out. Uh, I also want to tell you that when most people try to lose weight, they think exercise. Whether they actually start exercising or not, the results are normally the same either way. I say the same because losing weight is all about nutrition. And this is something I've personally learned as well. It's about nutrition. It's not about the exercise. With Awaken 180 Weight Loss, you'll receive a customized nutrition plan weekly one-on-one coaching, and the option to receive 80% of your daily foods to help you lose weight your first week and each week after until you're down to your ideal weight. Again, it's all about the nutrition. During your weight loss transformation, you'll be gaining the tools to know what and how to eat so you can keep that weight off for the long term. As always, Awaken 180 will provide you free support for life, your entire life. It's worked for Cedric Maxwell, as you've heard these past few weeks, Scott Solak, Dan Ray, Kyle Draper, Andy Gresh, and thousands of others. And let me tell you something, it's your turn. Call the long-term solution for weight loss and the official weight loss program of the Boston Red Sox, Awaken 180 Weight Loss, online at awaken180weightloss.com. I recommend both of those uh, to utilize 
during this quarantine. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Nothing much, man. What's going on with you? We have not talked on this, and it feels like a while. You're obviously one of the regulars. Uh, the past couple of weeks have been prospects, and now we got another prospect. We got you. You're a young guy. Oh, you're, thank you. You're a young buck in the Bruins I, uh, media field. I, I appreciate being designated as a prospect still. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, no problem. No, you've made it to the big leagues. Don't worry. Uh, but you're a young guy, so that hey, not bad to be called young, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll take it, man. Yeah, might as well. Uh, I've been good. How's quarantine been treating you? Not too bad. I think uh, everyone's more or less settled into a, a groove at this point, hopefully, as, as different as it's been. Um, so, you know, doing the usual stuff, keeping busy with work. Obviously, a whole bunch of news coming out the last couple of weeks, especially on the NHL front. And then, you know, keep on binging a few shows, getting through a couple more. So, no complaints. Yeah. What shows? Uh, we're wrapping up The Sopranos now, which oh, I've wanted I've to watch that. I've seen it a couple of times, so but we, uh, uh, me and my girlfriend, were rewatching that, and that's great. I'm like happy because now I look on like Twitter and stuff, and there's like memes coming back from The Sopranos. So I'm happy that it's getting like its moment to like get some like good internet exposure once again. But I highly recommend it. if you have if you have time to to waste, uh, definitely you know go through that show because it's six seasons. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's funny. I think the same writer who wrote or was a part of um, The Sopranos wrote Mad Men, Matt, Matt, Matthew Weiner. Uh, yeah. And tr- Mad Men, if you like, I feel like those are the two shows that, and Breaking Bad, like those three shows can kind of all be put in a basket. Um, so yeah. I feel like if I definitely like Mad Men, I love Mad Men, I feel like I'll like those other two shows, and I feel like same yeah. with Mad Men. Um, where's The Sopranos? It's on HBO, right? Yeah, HBO, and I think. It's uh, HBO has like a thing right now where it's, there's like an ad for HBO now. Well, I I heard that um, you know, HBO, <laughs> I, HBO I think has, uh, this, I, this I think podcast like brought to you by HBO. <laughs> I, exactly, yeah. I think it's free. I think uh, like they're like hit shows like you know that and like maybe like The Wire or something are free right now. So go to oh, your uh, local really? HBO and check. Go on HBO Go <laughs> and hopefully get a little bit more extra money this way, but. That's like those ads that Jim Gray and Tom Brady do where it's like, yeah, oh, right. Chris is coming up. You go to Macy's? Like, <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously we have to talk Bruins. Um, I will actually look into that HBO stuff because I need yeah. – I'm right I'm, – I'm on the West Wing right now watching that, uh, and I like mm-hmm. it, but I, I would want to watch The Wire or Sopranos. Um, this has nothing to do with either of those shows. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. now I'll talk some Bruins. Uh, the Bruins leadership core this week I think had a very good week. Uh, Patrice Bergeron had put out a statement uh, earlier last week on George, the George Floyd killing and, and Black Lives Matter. And to me, like a lot, a lot of times these statements can kind of ring hollow. It's like, oh, we condemn racism. This is bad. Don't, this is horrible. We stand. And it's like, it's good, but it isn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's just words. But Bergeron, to his credit, um, Decided to donate twenty five thousand dollars to the Boston branch of the NAACP and twenty another twenty five thousand to the center of um or the multi ethnic center of Quebec. I had to read French there for a little bit. Not easy mm-hmm. for me. Uh, not easy for anybody. Uh, but to take actual action like that, we saw Zdeno Chara out walking with protesters. Um, I believe on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. and seeing this 
seeing their action, and they're not young guys. These are older veterans in the league. I mean, both highly revered. To me, I look at this and I say, obviously, this is the main takeaway of it's probably the best leadership core in the league, potentially. Maybe I'm forgetting some, but this kind of proves it off the ice. But when you really think about it, like a guy like Zeno Charas, 43, his whole leadership mantra while he's been here has been no hazing. We don't call rookies rookies. Like we don't use certain words. It's kind of like he was ahead of all this with a lot of this stuff. And to be 43 to come up during the 90s and still kind of preach these things. I mean, to you, what does that sort of say? Yeah, I mean, I think it just says, you know, the the leadership core, um, you know, that the Bruins have and just that these guys just kind of, you know, get it in terms of, um, you know, especially when you look at just, you know, the, their statements. And as you said, so many of them that, you know, maybe good intentions, but sometimes a lot of them can ring pretty hollow or just kind of be the, the canned statements you saw. And I think whether it's, you know, the Bruins statement, which kind of uh, hit on some very important points that I think people should be talking about or, even I, I believe, you know, Bergeron even mentioned in his uh, statement, I think, of talking about how, like, you know, it, you have to do more than just do, like, a, an Instagram post or something. You know, you have to take actual action, um, you know, during these times and what, you know, people are uh, are fighting for right now. And um, I think, you know, actions obviously speak a lot louder than words. And to have Bergeron kind of more or less, you know, put his money where his mouth is in terms of, you know, contributing, you know, putting out, you know, $50,000 in donations you have chara who you know just got back from boston uh you know i think in the last week or so getting ready for you know the season to hopefully be coming back but to have him out there you know marching um you know and joining a lot of other people who want to make their voices heard um i think it just says a lot about kind of the leadership that the bruins have and these guys have you know they've we've known for years of you know how revered they are in the bruins room in terms of being these guys who hold people accountable and uh, more importantly, you know, kind of lead through their actions, you know, they actually speak a lot of them words and you're seeing it not on the ice with, you know, what they've been showing for a decade plus here in Boston, but now off the ice during these times when people are really, you know, are, are fighting with something that's very important, um, you know, that they're, they're being out there kind of doing what they can with their profile to, you know, amplify the voices of other people who want to be heard now. Um, it's, you know, it's very cool to see, um, you know, two guys who are, already revered in Boston, really kind of taking that profile that they have and really doing what they can, um, you know, to really, you know, help up everyone else who's, again, you know, trying to, you know, fight for, you know, fight for a, a good cause or a cause that, you know, should have been handled, you know, ideally a long time ago. But, um, yes. uh, but no, it's just encouraging to see, you know, these pro athletes doing, you know, trying to do what they can more than just, you know, as Bergeron said, like a canned, Instagram post to, to really kind of step up. So it's good to see. Yeah, it totally is. And I think when you look at, you know, the bigger picture with a guy like Chara, you know, I feel like him, you know, he's always been kind of a, an ideal captain. A lot of captains in the league look up to a guy like him, but to see him, as you said, put for, well, I don't know if he's donated, but he's actually, you know, gone out and into these protests and, and has made himself a part of it. Like, I think, that aspect of things translates so well to then his own locker room as well. I mean, making guys comfortable knowing that it's a, you know, and and he already was doing that, you know, again, like the rookie Mm -hmm. stuff and no hazing, but it is very impressive to think like he came up during the nineties and he, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. started his NHL career at the end of the nineties, which is wild by the way that he's still freaking playing, but Mm -hmm. um, that he kind of came up through all that and still had that idea of, 
we're not going to haze. Because back then, I mean, there was more chirping. There was more hazing. There was more of right. this stuff. I mean, it, was, it there was a lot of toxicity. And yeah. to, to Chara's credit, like, the guy just totally looked past that. Um, mm-hmm. and, his, and that's kind of been his whole thing with, with the Bruins and Bergeron as well. I mean, Bergeron's kind of followed in that. Um, and the other thing is with this whole, like, with this whole movement, you know, I feel like no matter what you do, as long as you're doing something, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so char the protest, you know, Bergeron donating, like for me personally, like I went to a protest, I've donated some money, but doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Like as long as you're doing something, talking to family members, you know, educating others, um, you know, sharing something that adds to the conversation on Instagram, not just, you know, some baloney, like, Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. this is some stupid post actually sharing something that's vital you know i you've shared something like boss uh black boston businesses um or owned owned by um black people uh and and that's incredibly helpful i mean that those are places people are going to go to now um so i think that that's sort of something that uh, but again for bergeron and chara i mean really uh well done by them and i think you're probably gonna see a lot more bruins following in those footsteps uh, and mm-hmm. it's also great that there that there aren't issues with them like with other teams we've had players who've come out and I think it was was it Tony D'Angelo uh, from the yeah. Rangers came out and gave a statement and then was like, but <laughs> it's always that magic yeah. but. Uh, no, and then he had yeah. the racial slur stuff when he was in juniors. So it's like, I, I, I don't, uh, uh, we, yeah, yeah. You keep quiet. Um, so yep. at least the, the Bruins do not have anybody uh, like that. Obviously the Bruins have looked uh, pretty good. And their, and their statement I thought was pretty good too. Because um, mm-hmm. again, these, as we said before, these statements aren't, these statements are, have been around forever. But to say mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter in it and to say that it was a murder, I think is, is mm-hmm. good that they're, that they did that. Um, so we got that. Uh, another Bruins news, uh, the Bruins are returning to phase two today, correct? Monday. Um, yeah. Is, what have you heard? Is there anything, you know, do you know who's participating? How's it all going to work? Uh, I think it kind of depends on each team. And I know there's a few teams that are, you know, kind of more or less hitting the ground running starting on Monday, but it all kind of depends on the team. Like I think, I want to say, like, you know, I think, like, Vegas is starting today. I think, like, I read that Carolina's delaying it a little bit. So, I think it all depends on the different timetables. And even if it's especially the first two days, I'm not sure how many guys are going to be on the ice for that long, whether it's just kind of getting back into the facility, kind of adjusting to what the, you know, the new normal is going to be for this. Like, the, the memo that the league sent out detailing the different parts of um, of Phase 2. Like, there's so much stuff in there that I think these players have to really kind of go through it and learn how everything's set up now. Cause I mean, you look at it, how it is off the ice, like you have to have a mask on at all times. You have to be six feet apart from the, your teammates, you know, off, you know, off the ice. Like there's so much stuff to it to review that um, I'm sure it's just acclimating to that is probably going to be what the first few days are. And then um, in terms of players, you know, it seems like either players are, you know, either heading back or there's still a good amount of players, um, you know, around the Boston area or New England area. Um, so you're just going to have some guys just kind of starting to get that rust off. And I'm sure as kind of the weeks progress where it's all voluntary anyway, you're going to have more and more guys get back here because, you know, knock on wood, if there's no delays or anything like that, they're hoping for, you know, you know, early July to start phase three where all, all people are going to be accounted for and they're going to start full training camp. So um, I think right now it's just kind of baby steps more or less, which I think is what this entire phase is going to be. Like there's going to be no, contact practices you know it's not gonna the coaches can't participate in them at least for first couple of weeks and I think even after that I don't think they can participate but I believe they can like observe them you know like I think it's almost like 
these next few weeks are just how it, like, you know, those captain's practices are before the coaches show up. So I think that's how it more or less is. And it's just, again, shaking off all that rust because, you know, these guys are really going to need an extended amount of time to really kind of ramp up again to get ready for what's going to be a pretty hectic finish, obviously. Hey, as long as Alex Petrovic isn't on the ice, Bruce Cast would be totally exactly. all right. Um, but it is weird that these are the practices, like, they, you know, the masks off the ice. I wonder how they enforce that because, again, we won't be there to see it probably mm-hmm. uh, we will not be yeah. there to take a picture of Chris Wagner without a mask. He walks into the bathroom mm-hmm. or something like, Hey, yeah. look at him. Um, yeah. But no, I do think it is, it's going to be very interesting to see. I wonder how much video that, that gets put out from these events. I wonder uh, sort of if they allow cameras in at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I would imagine. No, maybe we could, maybe we could all line up on the mass pike in the breakdown lane and like hold each just, other up. We can, we, we, yeah, we can lift you up there. Yeah. I think video with like crappy iPhone eight quality, yeah. like zoom all the way in. We exactly. have to do that at some point. We right. have to do that. Uh, there's nothing else to do, but no, that it, it will be interesting to see how it all works and being six feet apart and like how they work on the match. I mean, I'm wondering like when the games actually start, um, obviously we'll be farther along with phases. Uh, but you know, like, can you hug after goals? Can you yeah. go through the handshake line? Like, will you be separated on the bench? Like these weird right. things. I mean, I say just let them do it as normal. If you're going to isolate them en- enough, like at least let them sit next yeah. to each other. Um, yeah. But who knows how that will end up being. So on the topic of games that they end up playing, uh, I'm very interested in what you think of their potential opponents. So they've announced that or the NHL announced that it will not be a bracket. They'll be reseeding. Um, so it is kind of impossible to tell who the Bruins will end up playing because not only do we know what the seeds will be, we don't know, we don't know what seed the Bruins are going to fucking be. No, so, exactly. So uh, the potential opponents, Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, Penguins, uh, Canadians, Islanders, Panthers, Hurricanes, Rangers. There's one team in there that scares me above all of them, and it's not the Maple Leafs. Um, I, I, the Rangers, by the way, I'm not, this isn't the team, but the Rangers, I think, are an interesting bunch. Uh, they got mm-hmm. hot, they have Panera, and they're a team that's interesting. But the team that scares me the most, the Columbus mm-hmm. Blue Jackets. That team Absolutely. scares me, and I know they scare you too. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just think you look at how many injuries they've had this year. I mean, I think they're far and away the, uh, the top team in terms of, you know, the, that metric, you know, man games lost injury. I think they're far and away. Um, tops in the league. I mean, they've been just decimated the entire year. Um, and still, like, I mean, credit to kind of John Tortorella and the system they have there. I mean, even when the Bruins played them throughout the year, they were always a tough out. You know, just it seems like they all kind of buy into that system. I think every year, like, a Tortorella team's always in the top two or three in block shots. Like, they just commit to, you know, uh, you know, just stingy, tenacious, you know, defending. They seem to have so many guys who step in, just play a simplified role strong on the forecheck. Um, you know, they've really benefited from, you know, uh, Elvis Merzlikens just comes in kind of out of nowhere. I think he has like five shutouts in his 33 games or something like that. Um, you look for a team that, you know, I think everyone was expecting them to take a big step back. I mean, they kind of went all in last year. Got through Shane, Zingle, uh, Panarin, and Bobrovsky were free agents. All those guys left. You're like, all right, well, you know, they got Seth Jones and, uh, you, you know, they got Wierenski and stuff. But, you know, other than that, what, you know, it seems like it's going to be a long kind of rebuilding process. Um, but, you know, I mean, credit to them. They've been sticking around the entire year. Again, they're they're tough out. I mean, you saw them last year against Tampa where, I mean, obviously they relied on a lot more skilled players like Panarin and stuff to help out. But, like, that team just kind of pummeled 
you know, Tampa in that series too. It's guy like Josh Anderson, who's been out for pretty much the entire year. Um, so you look at this team, right? And they're one of the teams that should benefit tremendously from three months off, right? I mean, you've got to imagine Seth Jones will be back. He had an ankle surgery, uh, an ankle injury rather. Anderson hopefully will be back. Like it seems like they've been just waiting on him forever, but like he had shoulder surgery. Uh, Cam Atkinson was hurt. Uh, Bjorkstrand. Uh, Alexander Texier, who's one of their, you know, most promising young players, he was hurt. Um, you know, it just seems like there's so many different guys they have that were, they're sidelined and they had these guys who you'd never heard of who were in the lineup, who were contributing and at least, you know, playing into the role of what, what they're looking for in, with that team. So I think any team like that where there should benefit tremendously from this break and play like just like a, a, you know, they all have more or less bought into what, you know, Tortorella's, you know, what, what his system is. And it's a, you know, a team that, you know, is tenacious. They, they buy in on defense. Whereas Leakins, like the, I think as everyone realized last year, all you need is a, a young hot goalie to go pretty far in the playoffs. So I think you put it all together. And even if maybe they're not like the, the most feared team in the East, that's a team that's going to, even if they get bounced uh, in a round or two, they're going to make, you know, life hell for whoever they play against. So of course, Port Toronto has to deal with them first, but I think wherever they are, wherever they are, they're going to be a tough out. Every team's just going to be a pain in the ass to play against. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were a way different team last year, but even against the Bruins in that seven, in that uh, six game series, that series was tied after four games. Like that was two yeah. two, and it went to uh, and the Bruins won it with like you know. Uh, less than a minute to go in game five. And then, of mm-hmm. course, now we think of it as, oh, the Blue Jackets were this easy team they played against. They really weren't. Bobrovsky was nasty for the first couple games uh, and then sort of fell apart. Uh, obviously, he's gone now on the Panthers. But to me, like, the Blue Jackets scare me. The Rangers are an intriguing team at 11 uh, against the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not be surprised to see them potentially mm-hmm. upset the Hurricanes um, uh, in that first round because I think the Rangers are sneaky good and they were getting hot. Um, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do in net. Like, they have three goalies, including Henrik Lundqvist. They have Georgiev. They have the other kid, the Russian kid, who's really good. I'm blanking on his name. Chess um, Yorkin? Him. Yes, yeah. that guy. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that but dude. again, that, that, that's another one, too, where it's, you know, young goalie who gets hot. Because, like, you know, you look at the Rangers, and, like, they've got, obviously, a whole bunch of offense. Defense is kind of where you, you draw some pause there. You know, I don't think the penalty kills that good either, but if Shostorkin comes in and plays how he did going down the stretch, I mean, who knows? Like, I think Carolina's going to be a really good team, and they should benefit a lot from guys getting healthy again. But, uh, you know, all, again, all it takes is one hot goalie to kind of yeah, that's the, the thing. momentum. That's why, like, to me, like, I, I, under, like, I don't know. The Canadians are a weird bunch to me because they have a goalie who can get hot in net with Carey Price. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's a little overrated. Like, I feel like Price yeah, yeah. has always been very overrated. And the team in front of him is nothing special. So to me, like a lot of people are like, oh, but do you remember 2014 when Price stole the series against the Bruins? Like, mm-hmm. yes, I remember it, but that was also what, six years ago now? Which is Yeah, exactly. 2014 was six years ago. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? You're in college. Yeah, exactly. then. Uh, I, I was in high school. Um, but no, I do find that wild. Uh, and they're not a team that scares me anymore. I think the Penguins they might pose a little bit of a problem with Price in that, but I feel like eventually the Penguins are gonna go over them so and to me i mean team, and that's also a team that has gensel coming back too which like that guy was yes. already on pace for like 45 goals before he got hurt so yeah no that's the thing and that's why like you know the, the hurricanes will go dougie hamilton back most likely obviously you mentioned gensel you know guys are going to be coming back um 
And to me, I mean, again, the one team for me that if the Bruins get in the first round, I'll be a little, you know, I'll be a little antsy about, I think would be the Blue Jackets. I think that's a team that, that, and also the lack of home ice, you wonder Mm -hmm. how that impacts things. I mean, the seating really doesn't matter. I mean, except for last change, which shouldn't, which should not be the reason you get bounced from the playoffs, even though it is important. That's why these, you know, there's no real home ice. It's really just like, who you luck out with getting in your round. I mean, yeah, exactly. there's no teams that seem easy to me. I mean, the Panthers always feel a little easy because they're the Florida Panthers, but that's still a good team. Um, yeah, even though the Bruins, the, yeah, that was the team the Bruins blew a 4 nothing lead to uh, during this past season. People forget that game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how the playoffs sort of roll out and how it all happens. Uh, Connor, uh, before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, you know, we, we've been keeping busy with, you know, finding some kind of creative stuff to talk about. I think this week, uh, timing out works pretty well. Then I'm going to be breaking down kind of a, a way too early preview of what to expect from two of these teams in the round robin, because it seems like either they haven't played them in a while or, you know, those teams are all should benefit quite a bit from having a couple of guys back. So even if, you know, that's not the, you know, the threat of elimination doesn't kind of hover over them during that round robin, it can still go a long way to, kind of charting the easiest path for them. Because if they get that one seed and they reseed after every round, like they could avoid a team like, you know, Tampa or Washington until the, the conference final, right? Like it's not like previous years we have to go through maybe one or two really tough teams out of the gate, right? So um, I think how they start in that series and the fact that they have a chance to uh, break a few ties, especially with, um, you know, with, where they have the top regular season points percentage, like, as long as they either hover around the middle of the pack or like don't completely bottom out, like they're in a pretty good spot. So how they kind of start out there is going to be key for them. So that's what we'll be working on. But uh, again, we have a whole bunch of stuff every week. We have a few features coming up pretty soon that I'm excited to roll out. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be keeping busy here. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Connor Ryan underscore 93 and uh, follow us, uh, you know, subscribe to Boston Sports Journal, uh, bostonsportsjournal.com. And we'll have stuff pretty much every day leading up to, Hopefully hockey being back in a few months. You're going to be reviewing the Flyers, right? And who's their goalie again? Uh, I I actually had to do a, another podcast yesterday in which I tried – I almost said his name. But I'm going to do like a – go like the diplomatic way to say stuff in D.C. I'm going to be like the goaltender from Philadelphia. <laughs> Number numbers 79 in that. Yeah, exactly. Rookie. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, that sounds great. Uh, people can go subscribe over there. Uh, and for Stealing Us Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky. You, Brunsby listeners, have a great rest of your week. Hey.